0: In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. My name is Josh. I am your forever host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network, and I am so stoked to be here to talk about this season finale that completely changed the entire Marvel Cinematic universe. Um, beware, there are so many spoilers ahead. Um, if you have not seen the episode, please, please, please go watch the episode. It's only like 40 minutes long. By the time you're done, we'll still be talking about it. So go watch the episode. Come back and hang out with us while we discuss the season finale of Loki. Um, we can't move forward at all without introducing our co-hosts. Um, so let's start with Mr. Roy, the intrepid DM. How are you? Hello. Today,
1: sir? I am doing fantastic. I am so ready. For the weekend, because uh, I will be yes. up in your neck of the woods. So will be, yes. Yes. Uh and I am so glad that the the season series is done right before that. Because it means I get to do this and not have to worry about being what is it, flustered with <laughs> what might come. I mean, I am <laughs> flustered with what might come, but uh, you know it's it's a good flustered now so well i'm glad it's a good flustered i'm gonna
0: bring in the next (laughs) co-host who is always flustered about something but he's he's amazing his name is chip he's right here how you doing chip
2: worst finale ever no
0: (laughs) and that was it from chip that was great to hear from him good to see (laughs) you <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, Double hey. yeah, really. How you doing? I' <laughs> uh, doing well.
2: It's been. Um, I feel like this week went by really slow. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even though we had so much content, it still felt like the week just dragged by because I was waiting for this finale. So, I am excited to talk about it.
0: For sure. And just a reminder to the co-hosts: if you haven't hit your record button on your recording devices, please do so now. Okay. Moving forward from there. Um. Just. Fr- I always forget to hit my record. I almost did today. So it was just. A...
1: <laughs> my seatbelt is buckled, sir.
0: Okay. I hit it while Roy was introducing himself. So. <laughs> Excellent. Um. Well. Yeah. I. There's so much we could talk about before we get into Loki, like Black Widow and how much fun that movie was. Still haven't seen it. That's okay. I mean, there's still time. Yeah. But um, I mean, it was a, It was a great movie and we'll, we'll have to do some sort of review um, next week we're off um, taking a break just for a week we did a, went, went really hard for Loki so we're going to take a break um, but maybe we could do something special for Black Widow um, who knows, we'll see There's, I don't know, speaking of special though, I did want to give everyone a heads up um, we have a new addition to our website um, I'm very excited to announce, and this is the first time we're announcing it, it is here on the Marvel Can of Madness podcast. We are announcing our brand new Twist My Arm Network store, where you can get items from your favorite Twist My Arm podcast. Um, Twist My Arm Network podcast, I guess I should say. But go ahead, uh, head over to our website, twistmyarmpodcast.com, and check out those items. It's very, very minimal right now, and we are still kind of working it out but there are some some cool items there at the moment um anything is always helpful for local independent podcasters and it's always nice to rep your own podcast i know i'm gonna get one and probably wear it during every single show <laughs> Just hey, this so is the happen. way <laughs> um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> get the cops out of the way but yeah, head over there, check it out. It's it's pretty cool. There will be more things added um, on the daily. Um, for everything else, find us at Twistmarmcast Marmcast on Twitter, at MCM underscore pod, and uh, follow us there to get all the news and updates for things. Um, what do you guys think? Should we just get right into it? Did you have any, uh, any corrections from last week? Mm,
1: no, I think I did pretty good i agree roy did well
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i didn't i didn't butcher it
3: yeah i know. think
1: i think chip did a great job hosting oh, so I, I i think it was one of our better better shows
2: well i appreciate that i uh I was not feeling super confident in my skills so we'll see
3: <laughs>
0: hey man it just it takes time you can't just yeah. be you can't be Casey Kasem on your first show, all right? It just takes takes
1: a minute. Who's Casey Kasem? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> look him up. <laughs>
0: Google him, kids. Yeah, <laughs> we just lost a viewer. I said Casey Kasem. What the fuck? Who are these old men? Get out of here. Man. Oh man. <clears throat> um, I have a correction, but it's not necessarily a correction. <laughs> We're going to talk about this correction as we get into the show is this uh, a mind-blowing correction i mean it's a man this is why i can't <laughs> flip-flop on my predictions this is why i can't do it because the whole beginning of this series i was under the impression of one thing and one thing only and it was it was only last week that I changed my mind and created a video and went on YouTube and decided to publish all of my theories about how <laughs> smart I am. Turns out I'm not very smart. <laughs> so, I even
2: told people, "Oh man, we're the only ones that caught this." <laughs> but
0: uh yeah. If you watched yeah. that video, thank you so much. If you liked it, thank you even more because
3: <laughs> it was a
0: it, you know, it was a good theory, mine. <laughs> It all proved to be wrong. Um, So, God, I'm just going to give my quick synopsis then of episode six, For All Time, Always. And then uh, we'll, we'll get right into it. So here we go. Here at the end of time and after a brief bribe from Miss Minutes, Loki and Sylvie confront he who remains and learns where everything in all of time started and ends so right away you 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 get the what's what's happened on loki and then you get the sweet new marvel intro what did you guys think of the way that they used the the marvel logo intro and did all the different like voices and not voices but like lines from all the different shows what were your thoughts on that start with chip
2: i enjoyed it uh as soon as it started i noticed like the quoting coming through and i was like oh that's really cool it's badass i didn't realize is that like is that the standard going forward now
0: i'm not sure i doubt it Mm. um it'd be kind of cool if it was but i really think it was more specifically for for this
2: I liked it and I liked the, I liked the moments that they picked. Most of them were pretty pivotal moments, like pretty, they picked like the most quotable moment from most of the movies. Like I can do this all day. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Roy, what did you think about that whole intro?
1: So I thought it, I thought it was great. Um, And I think something struck me really hard as they were doing it. And I i can't think of the character's name, but I recognize the line. And I th- believe it was the, the main, not main villain, but one of the villains from Doctor Strange, where he says, time is all our enemies. And I thought that encompassed this series perfectly. And also, I think it's like, Maybe Marvel knew about this way beforehand during the Doctor Strange original series. And they're like, yep, yeah, eventually we're just going to have to blow all this up. So, hey, say this because we can use it later.
0: You know, I <laughs> I
1: kind of think that they did know
0: the story going forward. I mean, they had to have known at least 10 years in advance. You know, they have movies planned for five years from now that they've announced and that's yeah. part of a plan, you know. I, I'm sure they have the next twenty years of Marvel announced. You, and yes, Jesse, I am they're... maybe a little bit quiet, but I did uh, mention my my fuck up at the, at the beginning of, of the show. So we're we're gonna talk about it. Don't worry, don't worry. But what are we gonna say, Roy?
1: Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: went straight to Josh is an idiot. Whoops. Um, but i I do like the the fact that it wasn't just taking lines from the movies once it pans out from the Marvel logo and you go into like the space at like aspect of it where it goes into mm-hmm. like the black holes and then you see the sun and then it zooms out into a different black hole and like there's there's quotes from like historical figures there that you're hearing in like um, old movies that you know, are part of the Marvel cinematic universe, but just, it's just like, you know, a bunch of speeches and stuff that you can, that you can hear in the background. And I thought that was really cool. Cause then, then they all start getting jumbled together. Like mm. these universes are colliding, you know, true. I, mean, I, I think, I think that's what's happening at the end of this episode, obviously. Yeah. Um, so you know we, we get that opening scene with loki and um sylvie standing at the door and it's a really funny little dialogue where she's like just give me a minute man i've been waiting for this my whole life and you need to just not i just need a breath okay Jeez." so i thought i thought that was funny and their their um like interaction and, and the way that they they act together is wonderful i uh I really, really like um, Sylvie, the actress that plays Sylvie. So- Sophie, is it Sophie? Sophia DiMartino. Sophia DiMartino. There you go, Jesse. Is that a little bit better? Am I a little louder? Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like their dynamic that, that those two share. Um, and, and it was very predominant at, at the very beginning here um, in front of the door. So what what did – uh, man – what were you guys thinking before they opened the door? Like, what what are your what are your thoughts? Like, Roy, but right before they opened and start walking in there, what's going
1: through your mind? Um, so anyone that's in a relationship of any kind uh, gets this chemistry with your significant other. And I got the feeling of that, like, chemistry between Loki and Sylvie and before the door was open she's like stop rushing me stop rushing me give me a minute just leave me alone let me breathe and meanwhile loki's like "Uh, yep okay you got this take your time you know he's he's being supportive like an so would be during a super anxious or high intensity moment I, I thought it was great because it seemed like Loki was more comfortable with what was happening, because he's been in a situation like that, and Sylvie, from a personal view, was like, "Oh, all my dreams are coming true," like,
0: you know. <laughs> I've been so, for this my entire life. Yes. Um, Chip, what about you? What What are you thinking as they're as they're getting ready to open that door?
2: Uh I um I don't recall, I don't think I had any like I was more like waiting for them to proceed. I was kinda like I was impatient. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. They're
3: Come cute on. together.
2: Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I get it, they're cute together. Let's let's get some fucking reveals.
1: Come on, kick the door down already.
0: <laughs> Come on. Um, did you guys get the, the same jump scare I did when Miss Minutes just pops up out of nowhere? Hey, y'all.
1: <laughs> not quite jumps. You know, maybe. Okay. I was
3: taking it I, back.
1: Yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> I, I was more confused in the moment than anything. Like, wait, what? <laughs> sure. Sure. I really um, was not expecting to see her. Right.
0: Well, and, and the way that she was talking to them, too, you know, he is impressed and he is offering to make you a deal. Did you still think it was Loki at this point? Were you still with me on that, guys? And yeah. Eight, eight minutes into this episode, were you still on the It's Old Man Loki train?
3: Mm. I,
2: yeah, up until that flipping door opened and we
0: saw who it really was. Yeah, see, and that's the thing eight minutes into it you're like yeah (laughs) it's totally loki i know it is he's the only one that would do a funny jump scare like that with miss minutes and then one minute and 26 seconds later they reveal fucking jonathan majors as the man behind
1: the curtain uh we are skipping over a huge foreshadowing during that conversation also and it's uh Where Loki says we write our own destinies, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure you do. Yep, you're completely right with that. (laughs) Good luck with that." (laughs) And that that's a major foreshadowing for the rest of the MCU going forward. You know, because now you know, throw that to the wind.
0: I mean, really and truly, it's everything that we know from the MCU is is gonna change now. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe. I think the the main goal after this, after seeing this, is fixing our timeline, fixing the timeline that we know. And I think that all starts with Captain America. But we'll get there. Um, so yes, it, it's it, but it's it's very sudden. Like it's so quick into this episode that they reveal that it's Kang. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you guys have been right this whole time. Uh, F you, Josh. But. Everyone else has been right the whole time. Um, so let's just get into this. And I really feel like this was all a Kang origin, even though they never he never said his name was Kang. He only called himself um,
1: remind me again, a ruler, a conqueror, he who remains a jerk. <laughs> HW, that's
0: who it was he yeah. who remains h w r um and and yeah we, we it's we get a, a a big origin here from from this guy and whether hw is kang i mean he is obviously he's just from a different timeline he's from a different universe of kangs you know so we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to meet our actual kang in ant-man so um but let's let, before we get into all the Kang talk, there's there's a little bit of a side story here with the TVA. It's not very big. Um, obviously, the the reveal at the end and the big twist at the end at the TVA was huge. But other than that, it's a really small side story. So let's just kind of chat about that for a little bit. Um, you have uh, Ravona um, Rens- Renslayer talking to. Miss Minutes, and you know she's still trying to download um, whatever information she gets from the beginning of time, and she's just trying to get all that information from Miss Minutes, and still waiting for that download. And finally, Minutes pops up and says, "Here, I'm giving you something different. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you something that he wants you to see." I have no idea, and like I cannot even predict what it is that she saw in those files but chip give it your best shot what do you think miss minutes and uh, hw actually showed red
2: doom and gloom and things going boom um <laughs> okay i don't know i have no idea i i almost feel like it wasn't he who remains that like wanted her to see those files? Like, I think it's another iteration. Um, I don't know because we're definitely having to deal with multiversal nonsense now. So, I mean, it was already things were already splitting like starting to split and crack when they first walked into the citadel Mm -hmm. so like sure i mean i don't know things are already like happening so maybe miss minutes had a contingency already set up from like some other unit like i don't know i have no idea she when she walked out she said she was gonna try and try and find some free will Uh, and based on the conversation that she had just had free will is like being in charge Mm
3: -hmm. so it
2: almost seems like she has a plan to like take control again and like start getting the TVA back on track so she like sets off
0: to do that or she sees a life with Mr. Kang the Conqueror uh, uh you know like in a different universe where they're in love and she's going to find that free will and go find the kang that she falls in love with
1: mm-hmm. That'd be well. what about you roy what do, what do you think you know it, it's it's definitely plausible um what so when she was talking to mobius and she says someone created the timekeepers they created this whole place they gave us all purpose. I have to believe they have a reason. Um, I feel like she's still fully, uh, you know, cultified. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, she's still <laughs> drinking Yeah, she's, she's still is, drinking the Kool-Aid. She's fully on that Kool-Aid. But the thing she saw in those records is probably what he who remains left to her. As maybe like a safe button, so that she would not be affected by whatever Loki and them did mm-hmm. um, because, as he said, he sees all he knows all he's done all, you know, he's probably already knows Renova, Renova probably already knows him, but she never knew that he was behind everything, sure, you know. And I mean, he that... didn't.
0: He didn't know what. Sorry, he didn't know what um, Loki and Sylvie were gonna do, though. He didn't know that they, if they were gonna take over for him or if right. they were gonna kill him. So he knew I don't up think to a would've... certain
3: point. Sure, yeah, up sure. until they
2: crossed the threshold.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just ah, man, I I don't know. I I I think that I think that what we saw was. And at that point, it was still our timeline. We were still in the timeline that we know of with um, Owen Wilson, or er, sorry, Mobius and Renslayer with those same characters. By the end of it, I think they're in a totally different universe of the TVA, obviously. Um, but I think here she's she's finding out that there's more of her and there's more opportunities to find other variants of her to possibly take over. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's either that or she, its a—it's a map to Kang in the quantum realm. But that would be—that'd be kind of crazy, I
1: guess. Well what's what's his citadel called? Uh, quant, its like quantum palace or quantum. Chronos? Some... No, it's no. Isn't it chron- Chronos? <laughs> it has to do with Chrono. Chronopolis um, is the city that he makes. Chronopolis, uh, this... that's it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and Jesse had a question: If Thanos gets info from Nebula's implants across time, could not Kang get info from Miss Minutes and other timelines? Um, I don't know if that's how that works. I think that because they went back in time in their same timeline, their wires crossed and their memories were able to be, like, reveal, like, they could see Nebula. Thanos could see Nebula's memories from the future because they were still in the same timeline. If you go into a different timeline, I don't think those two Nebulas would have, like, had the same memories. You you
3: know what I mean? Right,
2: because he's not actually like using Nebula to see into the future. He's literally just like checking her data banks, and she had yeah all that everything she had seen got like hard saved onto her hard drive and so he's just looking at her hard drive so like she physically the hard drive physically moved through time it didn't like he's not actually like peering in another time or another dimension he's literally just like checking some data
0: and yes Ms. Minutes is likely a creation of HW and not Okay, I'm going to call him HW the whole time (laughs)
2: It might be the episode title HWR. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I I did like I did like how Mobius and B15 also exposed things. Um it was it was really cool to see how that plan was hashed out. You know, Mobius obviously comes back and is like, "Hey B15, you need to lure them into this time with, yep. you know, Renslayer here to prove to them that we're all variants. I thought that was a really good setup for season two. Um, whatever they decide to do with that, um, that was, that was basically the end of the, the TVA story in this, you know, aside from, you know, the, I guess you'd say the before credit scene.
1: Hmm. Um, you also, sorry, sorry. you, you also learn Renslayer's real name during that, which is actually, I believe comic accurate to when she originally fell in love with Kang, which was Rebecca uh is is it like Tourme? Hmm Tournumé? Something like that. Um but yes, it's it's her real name from the comics.
0: Is it is there like a name tag on her desk when they're in
1: the uh, high school or the it's the it's the diploma or certificate oh, on the okay. background
3: okay
0: an
1: acknowledgement of rebecca uh tour or i don't know how to say that last name sure
0: (laughs) chip how excited were you to see them go to uh ohio state college
2: (laughs) um fremont ohio oh god (laughs) see living in fremont nebraska my first thought was man there's a fremont (laughs) everywhere yes (laughs) That's. I mean, I guess that's the nature of colonization. But uh,
0: depends on where it is uh, to give it the degree of suck. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: uh, yeah. No, I was like, oh yeah, Ohio. There we go. Some representation oh, there. Hi. Oh. It's round it's on the sides, high in the middle.
0: <laughs> there we go. Um. Uh, so, is there anything else? with the TVA we th- there's so much to talk about with Kang and so many things that we can predict with his origin that I don't want to <laughs> interrupt too much of that. So is there anything that we missed that I might have missed with the TVA side story of this episode?
1: Uh Renslayer kicking Mobius's ass so easily. Just like he steps in and she grabs the baton and like kicks him down and like what are you doing? Stay down. Would
0: would you consider that a fight, Roy?
1: Yes a kick was thrown dude <laughs> a kick was
0: thrown get out of here with that that was not a fight that was a I don't know what that th- was
1: and kick that was an <laughs> attempted murder no it wasn't. because he tried he tried to prune her
2: if, anything, if anything my my
1: defini- my sort of definitions of violence are my my definitions of violence are like horrendously wrong by the way apparently
2: so, yeah. <laughs> if anything it was like an attempt to at kidnap because he was just trying to move her from one place to another
3: <laughs>
2: she just survived
3: hmm.
0: yes jesse loki is responsible for both thanos and kang loki is the big bad of the marvel cinematic universe he you heard it here first way tom hiddleston is going to be in marvel for the rest of his days because he will forever be <laughs> the the villain of MCU.
1: You've got a point, uh, but at the same time, something that we didn't see during this episode is a scene that they kept showing in all of the previews, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, which was mm-hmm.
1: Loki in the Asgardian throne. W- w- where is that? You know, yeah, that's so, just.
0: I, see, and I, I'd like to just Season two. say something about that because um, that's what really threw me off of my prediction was the fact that we hadn't seen that scene yet, and I mean... The, these these writers and these producers and these people at, at Marvel and Disney are brilliant because they knew some chode like me was going to do that. <laughs> they knew some idiot was going to be like, oh my God, I figured it out. And he was going to bring along a whole battalion of other idiots to follow his stupid theory that never even came, to, came true in the end. So good on you, Disney and Marvel, for really really trying hard to throw people in the wrong direction with this because I mean they did it with Wanda um, I mean they kind of did it in Captain America I mean but but Roy doesn't really count for that so like I think he's the only one in the world that didn't see
1: I <laughs> still don't broker. I don't think it's true and this whole breaking the timeline just means that further <laughs> oh evidence God. that she is not really the power broker <laughs> we will learn eventually who the true power broker is this is my rant roy You're in gone. some <laughs> universe
2: there may be another power broker but uh in our good old 616 there's only Sharon carter
0: yeah. hmm. um but yeah they're they are really good about doing that i think that they've really uh, gotten to know their fan base well um and that you know, their their pre-screenings of things and getting the feedback from people really helps them with throwing the curveballs that really throw us, the viewers, the the YouTubers, the the people that review the show, like the, throwing us off the scent. Because I was convinced that I was right, and yep. I was not. And that's okay. I not. was
2: along for the ride. Um, yep. I don't know. That footage might be from season two. It might be from Thunder. So mm. uh, we'll have to see. No way. Uh,
3: with no like,
0: way.
2: man, with the multiverse breaking now, or like with everything splitting off and touching, it really makes uh, Gore the God Butcher make more sense because his gimmick was jumping across the multiverse and his goal was killing all the gods across all timelines so it really makes him more uh more viable because now the timelines are all gonna like merge and touch and he'll be able to hop around and it really kind of i'm excited to see if my theory of like we're gonna have like i feel like we're gonna have a similar scene uh as loki where like we get six or seven thors standing around Mm about to go fight the God Butcher, just going to be like old man Thor with one eye after everything's dead but him. Young Thor back before he like became worthy of Mjolnir. Avengers era Thor. We'll have some female Thor. We'll have like descendants of Thor. I feel like, throg. I feel like we might.
0: Nah, maybe... Throg is buried. <laughs> throg is buried in the void. Hey man, oh, all it takes is one earthquake buried. for that
2: handle to break through that glass. It was pretty close. It shifts a yep. little. The handle breaks through the glass. He's free. Okay. He could, and then he just flies away because he can like mule near across multiverses. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm pretty how excited. How does
0: that even work? How, how does that work? How do you jump across multiverses? I mean, obviously, like H W here uh, explains that they could do it, but it seems like you, if you have a, a time pad, you
1: can jump through multiverses mm. probably because they are branches which means they are still somewhat connected to the main s- timeline so you can okay. go back to the time of the branch and then just follow that branch sure. i think that's that's how they're trying to explain it
2: yeah, so. See, it's weird the way that they're like talking about isolating the timeline and all of that sh- nonsense that's that shizzle is really confusing like how like when they're talking about isolating the timeline versus having all these other multi all these other universes aren't isolated or all the universes isolated simultaneously just like waiting for loki to show up and let him loose so so i don't know I'm, i'm so confused by the science of like the isolated timeline is each like, are there multiple timelines? Is it just one timeline and each branch is a different universe? Like how are the different, like how are the alternate universes working? See, they're, they're, they're splitting off of comics with like all the talk of like a sacred timeline and branches and stuff. It's really, it's really different than like the comics slash science. Like all, like all these multiverses should just exist simultaneously. There shouldn't be like any, like like watching branches progress in real time is like really not. It's not good science, (laughs) bro.
1: Bro. All right. So we actually kind of got to see that during the startup when they were branching into the universes and the universes were layering on top of each other right that's how camp, he who remains explained them is that basically it's just like a sandwich upon sandwich upon sandwich and we saw those universes coming from one and then splitting like atoms to create more and that's basically what the branches are doing is the universes are there but you have to travel outside your universe now like cosmically I, I think they're getting ready for the bigger cosmic breakaway to you know give us more places to feel out. Hmm. So and with with that being said, another point is I think they are purposely filming um how do I say this variant universes. As they're filming the movies, so as to throw people off of them, uh, what's actually going to happen? Like with this, how they had Loki in the throne room. It's not hard for them to use an old set or change and change a set a little bit, and then be like, "Okay, we're going to film this scene. It has nothing to do with any of the MCU." But we're gonna get it to leak out there somehow and they're gonna go nuts over this theorize on this and they're gonna stop looking over here It's classic misdirection
2: that could I easily think. yeah that could easily be a scene where like an unworthy Thor is trying to like get yoni back from a now worthy Loki that's an entirely different one than the one we've seen they just yeah threw that into the trailers you know because what exactly.
0: Do you do you think the the fact that these different branches are running into other branches is a big deal? Like, do you think that's? I mean, if you look at this picture right here, you got it's the cycle of life, bro. This this branch is running into this. Like, you got I think two two different timelines splitting off from this timeline. That's split off from this timeline. That's actually split off from the main timeline. So you're on one, two three your third variant by the time it meets this you're on your fourth variant timeline well
2: seeing so those timelines the, are... go ahead I think the intersections like when you see when you see like the branches actually cross through physically like that that point where they actually intersect that is that is, is that event transpires the exact same in both of those branches regardless of what happened earlier. So, like, something earlier happened and things played out differently on this timeline. Something different happened further on. But then, because of all the way things shook out, that one event is still going to play out the same way on both of those units. That's why they crossed over. So, like, hypothetically, from that point, you could seem them going forward like from that point on you could like nip the split in the bud and then fuse those two going forward is how I saw like intersections like that so like Iron Man's dead Captain America's dead a bunch of random stuff happens the Avengers still win and kill Thanos so like from that point forward you could get things back on track from like that's how I saw the intersections like you know the path to the end result is different but the end
1: result is that point okay i get that and like when i my thought on that was you know you see those areas where they crisscross with other timelines i think that might be the point in which people figure out the travel between the universes so that is where the time intersecting is people coming into contact with another version of themselves Sure.
2: true true and that's a that's a two D representation that we're getting from yeah. the screen. So, like, the reality of it would be like countless, countless numbers of those graphics just like match on top of each other in like a three D representation of that, rather than just the flat one we're getting. So, there's like, oh yeah, infinite. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to rein in. I don't know.
0: Interesting. That's it's ambitious. A, that's a cool little theory. Uh, so to beat Kang, the Avengers need to communicate. Sorry, need to communicate with themselves across universes to do it all at the same time, which would momentarily force all branches to converge. Ooh. That's quite the uh, tall over right there, but that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, I still, I think, I think Kang is going to be kind of the. If you look at, you know last phase or last the Infinity Saga. Loki was, you know, Thanos's lackey. <laughs> Loki the lackey. And uh, I think Kang is going to be somebody else's lackey. I think there's mm. going to be something else where he's, you know, something else he- behind why. Because, you know, I, I mean, they asked him, why are you so afraid? What are you so afraid of? Like, there's got to be something that he's trying to... And not just yep. himself. It's not just
1: the variants of him. There's got to be something else. Um, sorry, Roy, what were you going to say? So, basically, I think going forward, now that we're in... This is phase four that we're in. Um, we are going to get Kang as our Avengers 2.0 first stage boss. Right? Correct. So, yep. Loki was the stage one boss. Then... Mm ultron came and ultron was the stage two boss and then came thanos i i think what's going to happen is kang's going to be stage one and then we're going to get the the bigger um bigger end goal boss and then maybe by the end of this phase we get the the galactus threat yeah and I, I think, want to uh, apologize if I'm a little stuffed up, congested. I do have a sinus infection, so oh, I'm no, trying you're to. Good.
3: You're
0: good. If
1: you see me muting, you know why.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, it's interesting.
2: I, the comics, I think- they had that ultimate universe that got. When they ended that, they literally ended it by having. Like, I'm pretty sure by having Galactus get so big that he ate the universe. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how they ended that comic run. Like, all those titles, they had, like, Ultimatum or whatever, and I yeah. feel like it was Galactus eating the universe that ended it. So, I mean,
0: that'd be a hell
2: of a way to get Galactus in there. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. I, uh, oh man, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Roy. Um, I think it's more Kang is going to be, you know, Stage 1 boss, and then Secret Wars it's going to be stage 2 boss. Mm. It's not going to be like a boss necessarily, but it's going to be the figuring out what's going on with the scrolls because after the timelines have been reset, then all of a sudden scrolls are going to be taken over. Um and then I think at the end of that, once that's all settled, we'll get an Avengers versus X-Men, which then will cascade into other things, you know, like I could see something stupid, and it would never happen like this, but I could see something like Avengers vs. X-Men movie, post credit scene, Silver Surfers flying in.
3: Mm-hmm. So, so
0: now, you know, he's flying in to talk to Professor X, who then has to make everyone join forces.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of like Bruce flies into Doctor Strange's san- sanatorium or whatever and warns him. You know, kind of like that
1: so hopefully chip, not
0: hopefully they don't use that idea because that would suck
1: <laughs> chip correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't grandmaster behind the secret wars like it was some kind of game for him or am i thinking something i might be thinking of something beyonder. else the beyonder okay um but yeah it's, i was gonna say because maybe they're gonna have grandmaster play that role in the mcu because they have jeff goldblum though they're no longer signing the nine movie contracts you know to bring them back they're they're only
0: doing that just to keep spoilers down
1: well they're they're doing it that way and also because kevin feige honestly said i want people to play the characters for long times not because they're contractually obligated but because they love the character they're playing like so I think we almost. That's a really good way of saying.
0: I just don't want people to know that Captain America is gonna die in the ninth movie that he signed his contract
3: for. Yeah. We all knew
0: that Captain America was gonna die on that last movie, whether or not he died, you know, on screen
3: or off.
1: (laughs) Wasn't there a point that Chris Evans was like, even I'm just I'm kind of tired of the character and wanted a break, so everyone thought he was gonna just leave. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a few people who were getting tired of the the multi contract thing. And oh, absolutely. I mean, anyone does, and especially
0: if if you're forced to do something, it's a lot different than when you choose to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you're when you're at work and you have to do something. Oh my god, how much does that suck? But when you like go in there and you choose to do something. This is this is the corporate boss in me coming out. Yeah. Hey guys, if you just go in with a good attitude. <laughs> but seriously, like when it comes to actors, if they're if you give them the idea that they are making the decision to play that character, they're probably going to play it a lot more
1: often, and they're going to have fun doing it and right. get more into character. And a good representation of this was how much fun. Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth and Tycho Watiti had on the set of Thor Ragnarok. There is a picture of them taking a nap in a trailer with them cuddling like each other's legs (laughs) and just bundled up together. It's going to be fake. (laughs) I'm I'm finding it
0: now. He's going to find it. Good. He's going to find it. Um, Well, while you find it, we still haven't even gotten into the origin here. Um, this this whole scene was awesome i loved it there was no action in this episode except for a roy's quote-unquote fight and <laughs> sylvie and loki's throwdown, which yes that was a fight um but there wasn't a lot of action it was just a lot more exposition and story and i think they did a great job making this small time series and this season finale The origin of the entire MCU moving forward. Yeah. Um. Roy, what 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 are your thoughts on the way that they like basically gave King his origin story? They never said his name, of course. Blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. He's probably the power broker, but um, what do you think of his origin story coming out in this? And do you think they executed it well?
1: Um, I think they did. Uh, the way they explained him, and he even says, I know all, I've seen all because Kang has lived all. And they basically gave you the correct exposition of what he is for the future because this Kang that we're meeting right here is the Kang that outlasted all the others. He, he who remains, pruned all of them to keep everyone safe and he he basically says you know i'm the i'm i'm the most good good one you're gonna get the rest of me are all dicks was
0: that confirmed that he pruned everybody i thought that he had just he created the tva put Eliath in front of his castle and straightened out the timeline
1: to make sure that there weren't any other variants of well how do you get rid of the variants you prune them and send them into Eliath's cage you fucking murder them. You don't That's... prune them. You conquer no, no. them. No, the term, term <laughs> is pruning. They coined it. The TVA coined it. And he who remains created the TVA, so he's pruning. But
0: but he created the TVA after he killed everyone. Yeah. And, and he tamed Alioth and weaponized him to take out all the other Kangs. I I think I think he's here and he's making this go around this whole time thing here to make sure that no other Kangs come out because he knows true that that they're awful.
1: Um, But I do think there was because they do allude to the multiversal war. Right. They've alluded to it this entire time. And there is actually a scene in this episode where he's talking about, you know, how everyone got along, but then there was one that might not have been the same and wanted to conquer. And then the little puppets on his desk show the combat between all the different tanks, All the different ones, yeah. So, it was... I think, uh oh man,
0: and talking about it now, I'm thinking Renslayer got sent to go find this... H.W. in the past. Like what if the files that she received were where to find him in the 31st century to show him a time pad. You know what I mean? Like she's gonna show up with a time pad and a time stick and mm. be like yo dog, uh, you told me to come find you. <laughs>
3: hmm.
0: So and and because he did say I'll see you again or I'll see you around, and so, so if you... if he's sending Renslayer to go talk to him, he's just starting that whole circle over again. It's so possible. is he is he now banking on the Avengers and our heroes to go kill all the Kangs so him and Renslayer can come out on
1: top again? Uh, I don't know. Uh, twenty two oh nine if you can bring that up on the screen that is actually the combat between all of them i do want to point out that the costume of all of the characters is pretty comic book accurate to what kang looks like he has the neck garb he has the helmet um and he has the chrono stick that they've been the baton Mm
3: -hmm.
1: that all the agents are using and he even has like bracers and a belt with gadgetry on it. Mm. I mean, you're not wrong. It is.
0: It's all fairly.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, they all look the same.
1: They all look they all the look same.
0: Like Kangs with the helmets. I mean, they kind of look like Captain Marvel hair. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it kind of looks like they've got Captain Marvel hair with the, with yeah. the mohawk, or um, what's his name from Guardians? Yondu.
1: Yondu could have those. Yeah, they made that a little
2: more pronounced than it is in the books. Yeah.
1: Mm. So right there, their boots are pretty on. They have the baggy pants, their little gadgetry belt, uh, their little shoulder and neck brace-like effect. Mm -hmm. They have their gauntlets, and then you can see that there is some kind of covering on the head that covers the ears like
0: only the face is shown i think i think this one is the most predominant as far as looking i mean you can see the blue outline from from Kang's costume and stuff
1: yeah i mean if you go directly to the left from that one uh the one that is yeah right there that one you get the best look at his little neck piece that Mm -hmm. leads up into his helmet or face mask
2: well, they're all uh, they're all slightly different. Like they yeah, all had slight right. they're, differences. They're all variants. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, and and Jesse makes a good point. HW was actually a hero in this story, which I would kind of agree with that. I mean, depending depending on what his actual origin is, you know, if what did, what did he do to get to where he is right now? you know was it just renslayer finding him in the 31st century and showing him a time pad and like helping him out or did he go around and and murder everyone you know um but i do think that this is i mean sylvia ended up kind of being a villain
1: here um and i did find that picture by the way it was mark ruffalo on his twitter account or talking about this Instagram. Oh, that's
0: that's adorable.
1: Yes, as <laughs> you have the main characters all cuddling together in a trailer. That is how you know that your cast loves each other, if they are comfortable enough with each other to do that kind of stuff. That's adorable. So I mean, they were is... all just
0: hanging out all night like they were kids, <laughs> staying up eating popcorn and drinking Mountain Dew.
1: Oh yeah, they they probably drank a lot and just crashed and didn't wake up for the the shoot the next day sure yeah yeah that makes sense um so
0: you know we're, we're talking about that that whole thing where he goes through and does the whole liquid um storytelling with all mm-hmm. the talking the origins talks about the multiverse and how he discovered the multiverse and you know then him and the other kang's kind of came together all rick sanchez like and created a citadel of kang's and you know then decided to go to war with each other because you know Mm -hmm. people wanted to conquer blah 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 um then you get to the end where he says this can go two ways either you can kill me and all of this that i've built can can dissolve and everything can go into chaos or you can take
1: over the TVA, and i can retire I believe he called it stifling order or catastrophic chaos.
0: Okay, okay. Thank you for the clarification. Um, Do you think he was lying about that? Do you think he would have really let them take over the TVA? I mean, he did say he was tired and all that, but like... I mean, the only reason I ask is because Sylvie said liar like eight times during this speech. It was like... (laughs) It was kind of annoying after a while because he'd be talking about something and be like, "See, and this is why I had to do this," and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, liar."
1: And yeah, like, and what? I haven't even
0: finished my story. <laughs>
1: I really, I loved it. That so he's, you can tell he's slightly off kilter because of having to be here throughout time, but I loved oh, yeah. how ominous he could get even though he was being slightly goofy, he slams his fist down on the table and he says, Sylvie, grow up. Yeah. You know, murderer, hypocrite, you know. Yeah. And he's calling them out on their shit. And you can see the pain in Loki's face when he says that because Loki is now understanding what he has done.
0: Man, Loki has grown so much in this. Our Loki, the one that we have grown to know and love from our timeline has grown so much in this six episode arc that I kind of want him to go and take over the other look. like just mm. you know, all, he, all he has to do is go back to infinity war and just pop up right after Thanos leaves right just just go kick that other body elsewhere and just pop up yeah I'm back I'm good don't worry here I am <laughs> he even like he
2: already knows like the excuse to use, be like, oh yeah, I made a projection. Yep, Yep. I was space (laughs) debris.
0: And isn't that interesting that they would, they would say that like, and blatantly tell that story to Loki so he could get that idea. You know, that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. Man, Um, that would be so
2: crazy. Like, everybody thought that that line was just like, kind of lip service to the fans because that was like a huge theory right after Infinity mm -hmm. War.
0: And like, because he was using the dagger and the left hand and like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was like a big theory going forward, and uh, so it would be really funny if instead of lip service to the fans, that served as putting that idea into Loki's mind, so that that actually <laughs> like effectively came to pass.
1: Yeah, I do think that we have not seen the last of Elioth either, because oh no, he,
0: no, no, no. He's, because he's uh, been released now.
1: Well I Right? Yeah, so he's out there. But the other thing is like uh he who remains got really serious and he goes I weaponized Eliath, you know, to take care of all this stuff. If he did it, any one of these numerous variants coming in can leash it and use it for his own means as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. true. I feel like I feel it's like true. that big dog is pretty hard to tame. <laughs>
2: I did you um you know we got our young avengers watch with did the we? Uh, oh yeah, that Kang origin story because i mean oh, one of those versions of Kang decides, "Hey, I need to go back and stop this from happening. This guy is going to conquer all the timelines and I need to stop that." And so he's going to uh, travel back and Link the Young Avengers up. Okay. okay. At least that's how the uh, original comic went. Iron Lad shows up and gets everybody together. And Iron (laughs) Lad is just Nathaniel Richards from the future. Hey. hey.
0: Yeah. Huh. I did not catch that one. With this happening, Mm -hmm. though, with everything that happened in this episode, and this episode alone, like I thought WandaVision had some pretty cool implications for the future, but... This just blew the roof off of everything. Yeah. Like, and this just proves that Spider Man is going to be a multiversal Spider Man. They're going to bring yeah. in all the different Peter Parkers from everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's incredible.
3: <laughs> what um, if,
2: uh, is Spider Man the next movie that comes out or is uh, Doctor no. Strange first? Doctor
1: Strange is first, I no, believe. It.
0: No, 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 no,
1: um, no. No, Shang-Chi. Have-
0: I believe we have Shang-Chi, then we have the Eternals, then we have Spider-Man, then we have... uh, And then it's might be something else after that.
2: Eternals. We were wondering, like, oh, man, if Thanos wiping out half of existence didn't motivate him, what would? Like, oh, man, the (laughs) intro scene to Eternals is probably going to be, like, some nonsense where they're watching the time break in real time.
3: Yeah, man.
0: It could be, but I would like to while we're on the topic of eternals let me just bring in the best shot i can of this um if if we're looking at this stuff right here right like when they're in in the uh walkway and they're going through the castle you see all these markings throughout this castle there's so many of these same markings throughout the entire castle and geez now i I, i'm gonna see how fast i can do this Um, but they're very reminiscent to the Eternals ship. Did you guys (laughs) notice that at all? Um,
2: I didn't. I
1: I remember the triangle, but now that you're saying it, yeah, I think it's like slightly black with the gold etchings of designs. Yep.
0: So there's all those all that oh. gold and all those designs in there. Um and same with, you know, when you go over to it, it's kind of the same thing. It looks a little more like splatter paint here. Mm. But I feel like in uh in Kang's office that it's a little more it's got a little more of those symbols going on, you know, or especially on the floor. If we can ever get a good shot of the floor. But it's I don't know. It's very similar. I think uh I think eternal's is gonna have a lot to do with with this too, and as you were saying, chip, this is exactly what would bring the eternals out of hiding is some crazy timeline catastrophe, yeah you know? yeah um where were we? I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was asking if you thought he was lying about um Giving him, giving them control of the TVA. Um, Jesse says he believes he they were not, he was not lying. I also believe he was not lying. Loki, the trickster master of lies, also believed he was not lying. I mean, this is all Sylvie's fault. This is all Sylvie's origin story of being, you know, the enchantress what that or you know this timeline's version of loki the one that heralds thanos the thanos type big bad you know and she's essentially doing that so they
1: man what a what a dummy we we could totally get keith urban back as scourge now if she does portray the enchantress because she could bring in a variant scourge yeah, you know.
0: True. Do you mean Carl Urban? I believe Keith yeah. Urban is a famous yeah. country singer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. It's okay. I, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Carl <laughs> Urban's in everything. Yeah. I mean yeah. the guy's the guy's portfolio is almost That's as good amazing. as what? Scott Scott Bean? No. Yeah. Boromir. Yeah. Oh, Sean Bean? Sean Bean, Scott Beaton. Oh, my
0: goodness. I cannot get names (laughs) for the life of me right now. My cat is named after Sean Bean's character in Goldeneye, Trevelyan.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. That is (laughs) –
0: I didn't realize that was
2: him. Oh, my God. Woo. (laughs) Like, wow, until you said that just now because now I'm, like, thinking, and I'm, like, holy crap, that is him. (laughs) I never made that connection. Giannis himself.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um so Jesse. what did you think of uh what did you think of uh, Jonathan Majors as as uh HW?
1: Uh, I think he I think he purposely went over the top in the episode. Yeah. Um to give us a drastically different version of Kang.
2: Yeah, when they reveal Kang the Conqueror, it'll be like a stark contrast personality wise. And so like, I feel like I agree. He was definitely being like extra, extra. Um, but dude, I feel like he,
0: he was. I have no idea who
2: Jonathan majors is. Like, what else has he been in? Like, it seems like he's a pretty good actor. He carried Um, a bunch of those scenes.
1: Don't, I honestly haven't seen him in anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've heard that he's really good in, love, ca- in Lovecraft in, yeah. Country. Yep. Mm. So.
3: Okay.
2: Right on. Yeah, I I feel like he was a little bit too goofy for, like, the seriousness of the info he was relaying. But, like, you know, that he's eccentric. He's been cooped up by yeah. himself for eons. So, I mean, that makes yeah. sense. But it's just, I was like, man, you're pretty you're conveying a lot of like real heady info and you're doing it like all glib like it's that. I don't know.
0: He did a great <laughs> job though.
2: Yeah. He, the actor was fantastic. He did really well.
0: You know, I'm excited it... to see him go the opposite direction. I'm excited yeah. to see him play a serious, like I am Kang and I am here to conquer this timeline. You know, like, <laughs> Cause this one, he's like, <laughs> "I'm king, and I'm here to mess
1: up your day." <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I think it was more. Um, I don't think it was that goofy. I think it was more. He's been by himself, so he's trying Absolutely. to. Con- he's trying to contain the excitement of having people in front of him and someone to talk to. Yeah. Well, at the same time, you can see there's moments that he reels it in because he is like oh yeah this is this is really um serious right now and i think he is gonna do a good portrayal just from this and how serious kang will be i mean i think he's gonna give a james mcavoy i got that name right i believe james Mm -hmm. mcavoy style performance where uh we got split and mr glass with him doing the multiple personalities i think we're gonna get i think we're gonna get something similar to that because we're gonna get variations of kang i don't think we're gonna get just one kang i think we're gonna get the <laughs> variance maybe the tribunal of kang or whatever it was called i don't remember the there was a
0: tribunal do you think uh do you think actors no. now have to like audition for five different parts Okay, you're gonna play this kind of character, this kind of character, this kind of character, this kind of character. Go. (laughs) Some of them. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. That's that's crazy to think about going in and auditioning for three different parts or four different parts. I mean, like you were saying, he's gonna be completely different in Quantum Mania. He'll be completely different character in that. I mean, we did see the city in. Uh, in the quantum realm, when they go down there, you see the a little city. Um,
1: it's it's all over the internet, and the cross time Kang corpse. That's what it was. <laughs> the Council of Kangs, basically. Okay, that's
0: crazy. And I mean, gosh, that could happen. You never know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, where was it going? I don't we remember do... where I was going anymore we do know that well some variants may look different there are variants that are going to look the exact same because we got that from president loki
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so who knows we're going to get
0: i guess it could be a it could be totally different people playing kang by the end of it (laughs) and that's oh man it could be totally different people playing all of our favorite superheroes by the end of this phase yep interesting how that would work out a oh people are getting tired of this well it's okay we'll just pull from universe 6735 and bring in this actress yeah
1: <laughs> i i want to make a i want to make a a prediction for the next spider-man movie i think one of the variants that we're going to get is miles morales because i don't think they want to keep tom holland around forever even though i think tom holland loves this role you know i think that they would introduce uh a spider-man they could continue forward with afterwards which would be either spider gwen or um miles morales
0: I think we'll see Miles in the in the next Spider-Man movie for sure. How how much we'll see is,
1: you know. I mean, we story. got his we got his uncle in Homecoming. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Prowler, mm-hmm. yeah. or a variant of the Prowler. Sure, because now everything can be a variant.
0: Man, Damn, I feel with like all this cosmic shit going on. I mean. I know you I know you haven't seen Black Widow yet, but I am going to spoilers. So close your ears if you don't want to if you don't want to be spoiled, Roy. But you we must. got all this cosmic shit going on, all this timeline stuff going on, and meanwhile, Val is over here assembling a team to fight the Avengers. Are you freaking kidding me right now? How could I can't even I don't even I don't even know. Give me a thumbs spoiled. up if I can come back. I'm super stoked for Secret Avengers. Yeah. That's going to be really um, cool. Sorry, I had to get get that off, off my chest, Roy, and I didn't want to spoil anything for you. <laughs> You're fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that. It's crazy to think about what's happening now and what's happening over here in this place and how different they are, but how much they'll probably clash at some point. Anyway, um. We are where are we at? We're at the point now where I think Sylvie has called uh HW a liar eight times. Um and now she's starting to call Loki a liar. I mean this girl just can't trust anyone. She has no trust in anyone whatsoever and I think you know, that's that's the reason she just fucked up the entire universe. 'Cause that she was, can't trust somebody.
2: That was uh that was like my favorite scene from like, a couple lines from the show was that scene right there. She's like, why aren't we on the same pages? He's like, cause you know how to trust and I can't be trusted. And I can't be trusted.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty cool line for sure. Um, Jesse wants us to pick one non Canon MCU show or movie to make Canon with the multiverse. Hmm. Think on it. We'll have to think on it because I'm, uh, I'm
2: not too sure. Inhumans? No, just kidding. I would never.
1: Um, that. that gives you a 10 second ban. I was I was <laughs> gonna say uh, the Canadian Captain America, Captain Knuck. <laughs> Is that a movie? No, a TV show? he's an actual hero. <laughs> no, but just... he's
0: talking about like a like a movie or TV show that oh. was made like x-men or or like deadpool or you know not captain
1: canuck <laughs> what the hell was a winnipegger yeah okay <laughs> you're yeah, a man. winnipegger get the hell out of here tom <laughs> evans the original captain canuck he was a winnipegger who gained like super strength and stuff I,
0: yeah alright all right. that's cool I don't remember he's not it. All right. <laughs> um I'm sure it's a great story. Hellstrom? Okay.
2: Yeah, Hellstrom, especially with, like, the way they're going forward, doing, like, the multiverse of madness. Uh, They had Dormammu in the first Doctor Strange, so, like, they've touched on demons, but they haven't, like, really... haven't, like, really gone in depth with the demons yet, but that uh, that Hulu series, Hellstrom, was dark. And it was, like, very, like, demon-oriented. And so, like, the way they're going forward, it'd be cool if that had been, like, canon, because it really opened up the door for a lot of fun with that.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, because um I thought Legion and Cloak and Dagger were really, really phenomenal TV shows mm-hmm. um that are definitely not in canon, but could be, for sure. Yeah. And Legion, especially, like that, that that would be a really good way to introduce, you know, X-Men. You got, that's Professor X's son right there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think that, I don't know. Those were, those were Cloak and Dagger. Did you ever watch Cloak and Dagger?
2: I did, for sure.
0: It was a really cool story. There's I only didn't one season, Legion either.
2: I think uh, it was only one season. It I think they, after the one. They could have had more, but I think it suffered from the Disney buy-up, essentially.
0: Yes, mm. and just the, I think it was an oversaturation of just superhero shit coming out. Um, the gifted, but, I mean, was it's, on. It's, yeah, and gifted, gifted was fine. I I don't know. It it wasn't my favorite out of all those like obscure Marvel shows. I would say Cloak and Dagger Legion were my my favorite of those. And since we already and... know that. Sorry go, go, on. sorry, go No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, since since we already know that Punisher is coming back, it's I think it was confirmed recently that Jon Bernthal is coming back as Punisher to be in the MCU. Yeah, I think that's a very clear indication that we're probably gonna get Daredevil again. Um, mm-hmm. Those two ran in the same circle in wow. you know the the Netflix Marvel series and stuff. So
1: they keep. We might running not get the, the whole r-
0: Defenders, but we'll get yeah. Daredevil for sure. Well,
1: I mean, we keep right. getting the the what is it the theory that charlie cox is in the new spider-man is, movie is so Peter parker's lawyer how yeah. awesome would that be <laughs> um oh, i man. guess i want to predict that if they did it i'm only saying this because it would be a good way to introduce wolverine and possibly a new guardians of the galaxy-esque a superhero team, they could do Alpha Flight. Ooh, I have Alpha Flight number one, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a good team, ish, <laughs> and we know that Deadpool is now MCU canon, uh, via yes. a um, scene that he did with uh, Taika Watiti. Yes. and it was a really you know little, it's. Uh trailer we we know that Deadpool was part of Alpha Flight 2 so there's there's our Wolverine X Deadpool thing that we could get and you know finally make some fans happy
0: I've heard rumors that uh, Wolverine is going to come in with a Hulk movie it's going to be
1: Wolverine versus the Hulk crazy is this going to be a Batman versus Superman kind of movie because if so I'm out no, what? Yeah. Dude, this Dude I Warner hate Warner Brothers. I know, but anytime they do a verse type movie, Aliens vs. Predator, I'm out. <laughs> they they never work. What do you well, mean that movie was great? Freddy vs. Jason was
0: one of the most again, epic movies of the early 2000s. I don't know what the fuck you're talking
1: about. Yeah, oh. back back when we were, <laughs> what, like 10?
0: Yes. Haven't seen it since. Loved it. With the comics, all the verses are
2: misnomers anyway. So like Hulk versus Wolverine would be like, there's some nonsense going on out here in the Canadian wilderness. Go investigate it. And then like Wolverine and Hulk run into each other, think that the other one is the one causing the nonsense, start fighting. Then they see Wendigo and fight Wendigo for the rest of the movie. It, I mean, like it's pretty formulaic for that one.
1: Yep. Throw in some Sabretooth and uh, death claw, and, you know, you have a plot to capture Wolverine and Hulk helps Wolverine and they become best friends. And then Wolverine joins the Avengers.
0: Maybe. Yeah, probably not. But like, <laughs> I still like the, the rumor that, that I keep hearing and reading about where they're going to introduce characters slowly. Through these TV shows that are related to X-Men, but we haven't seen any of
2: that. So oh, yeah. I mean we've got Jennifer Walters coming up soon, so maybe in uh maybe in She Hulk. Hulk. Maybe she'll be representing
0: some of them.
1: Yeah, we Was know we're getting Mark Ruffalo the, in it.
0: Yeah. That could be the start of
1: Wolverine versus Hulk. And didn't the they? He's Didn't like, they gotta say call, that I got to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they say that Mark Ruffalo was not going to appear as Smart Hulk in She-Hulk? I thought yeah. there that it was mentioned somewhere that he was I'm, not going to be Smart yeah. Hulk. Maybe they have a falling out again. Who knows? Maybe he figures out how to separate them and we get Grey Hulk. Who knows?
2: Or maybe he maybe he's just going to be there for like normal like emotion scenes with his cousin trying to talk her through this craziness that she's going through. Now that she's hulking out, we never actually have to like see him Hulk out, you know, like he could be like, it could be Bruce Banners in the show, but not the Hulk.
0: Yeah. Um, we are veering so far away from Loki right now, but this has been fun. I, loved, I always love talking about future well, projects. Well, technically,
1: so. we haven't veered away from Loki because Loki caused this.
0: That's yeah. true. You're right. Again, this, this episode has caused pretty much everything that's about to happen in the Marvel Universe until Multiverse of Madness. I think Doctor Strange might fix some shit. He's going to go to all, all the other Stranges and be like, yo, Strange, uh, let's fix this. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think that'll, uh, I don't know. Wanda'll probably. No, I'm not even going to go there anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: gonna, let's, let's get back to the episode.
0: Yeah. Back to the episode where we were just asking the question if he was lying. He's not lying. Obviously we're not there. Um, now this is the only fight scene in the show. Well, the only fight scene, according to like a normal person, um, and this is where Loki fights Sylvie. And what did you guys think? Chip, what did you think of this fight scene?
2: Pretty cool choreography. I liked it. It was, um, it had like, I don't know. I've always thought that like a lot of the fights were la- a lot of Loki's fights were lacking like the mix between <laughs> weaponry and magic. So it was really cool seeing, I'm um, like, land a punch or a kick and then blast him with magic for like an after effect like i i thought that was pretty cool
0: um did you get mortal kombat vibes from that like sylvie just typed in a combo to do a down kick up kick and then a magic blast into the wall like i really feel like a little bit was that was like that was the one combat combat that really there. like
2: that was perfect she like kicks him back for a moment just to like hoodoo can <laughs> blast him into the wall <laughs>
0: yeah Roy, did you get any Mortal Kombat vibes from this fight?
1: Mm, not like... Loki versus Sylvie. To fight. me, no. The, the vibe I got is it was very similar to their first fight. You know, okay. um, the only difference is Loki wasn't actively trying to hurt her. And instead of... Um, it ended pretty much the same way with a sword at loki's neck uh the only difference is this time it wasn't you know loki wasn't trying to survive by using the tempad it was him trying to stop her and then her saving him by kicking him through the tempad so uh, to me it showed a lot of variation from the first time they fought sure
0: all right I know sense. my
1: explanation was so much more boring. No, no, no. It makes it makes sense.
0: Um, I just <laughs> the Mortal Kombat vibes, man. The, you got Sha, Shang Tsung in the background, i.e. HW, sitting back there, all enjoying the fight. Like he's all like got his hands up and.
2: And then
1: he's, doing, he's like waiting doing for the
0: finish him yeah did you exactly. did you guys
2: notice that weird wire foo moment though where like sylvie goes to like she does like a roundhouse kick and loki like dives to the side and when he dives he like flies like he like flies backwards and around so I, I was like that was a little bit of some weird wire foo there but all right did you notice yeah.
0: that moment Okay. I did, I did. And I did notice that he landed right on his face. Like, he was trying to be graceful, I think, and did not, he was not graceful. Just <laughs> plop. Um, I did like, I liked how this is where you see how much Loki's grown. This is the scene where, you know, he comes out and he's like, are you sure we should do this? Like, you know, we, we, should, we should probably think about this for a second and maybe, maybe take his offer because the The consequences of getting this wrong are way worse than anything, you know? And I think having him, you know, seeing him trying to explain to her that he doesn't want a throne, that he just wants things to be okay, was a really good moment in, in our hero's growth. Sure. Um, what did... Sh- What did you guys think about the conclusion of this fight as far as, I mean, they kiss. Weird, I think. Is that weird? (laughs) I can't tell yet. I still don't know. Um,
2: The director did say that there was not going to be a romantic moment. And I feel like that was technically accurate because it was deception on Sylvie's part and not a romantic moment. (laughs) Calculate. Not,
1: not only was okay. it a um not a romantic moment it was depending on how you looked at it it was very much a moment you know it's like dude you're kissing your sister kind of thing they're, they're not related dude Well, they're no, the same I, person I, it, well, you're that's making even out worse, with yourself like... <laughs> it's it's like walking in on your brother in the bathroom making out with the mirror you know it's like I'm not sure whether to be disgusted or (laughs) laugh at you. (laughs) You I don't
2: know. I don't have any moral objections to the (laughs) pair. I just uh, I feel like maybe they shouldn't pop out any little ones. True.
0: (laughs) Comes out all crazy. Has its own (laughs) horns built in. It's not even a helmet. Just built
1: in horns. Oh, I think
2: we just we just figured out the origin story of Crokey.
1: Yeah. Uh, It (laughs) would. And the funny thing is, because it's always uh, Luffy son or Luffy daughter. If they did technically have a kid, it would be Loki self-born. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Loki
2: son or Loki's daughter. I
1: would yeah, not,
2: uh, I would not go with self-born.
3: <laughs> if, if we well, were, like, old it, English
0: you, terms, you... it'd be Loki Loki son too. Loki Lokison. Loki son of Loki. <laughs> yep.
2: That's how it's done. (laughs) Loki
0: Loki L. L -L -l (laughs) Lokius. I like that. That's a good one. Um, All right, so... I'm I'm looking over my notes here. I think... I think we've covered most things that I wanted to cover in this episode. Um, Because a couple of our shots of the show correlate with the end and you know some of our lines we you know we'll talk more about that stuff but is there any other notes that you guys
1: have about this episode before we move on um i did want to point out that the to- I mean, top of the tower we didn't talk about kang dying either i guess but true <laughs> um top of the tower looks like the top of the batons yeah yeah the pruning devices yeah, um, we see that.
0: Yeah, so... I mean, after after they kiss, uh, she sends him to the TVA again, presumably the TVA that we know, and then she decides, you know, fuck H.W. and just kills him. Like, no hesitation. Any last words? And he just goes, ha-ha. <laughs> and she goes, stick. And then that's it. Like, and I yeah i don't know that's 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 basically it you know we go back to the tva and you see the timelines just we showed that picture earlier they're just all over the place Mm -hmm. and he who is remains Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh. um and i guess the last thing we could we could really talk about before we move on is loki's in a different tva He's in a different timeline now, and I don't think Sylvie did that on purpose. I think that was a complete accident. She totally meant to send him back to his regular time, and he ended up going to wherever, because sadly, Mobius has no idea who he is. Oh, oh, that yeah. was heartbreaking. Oh, my God, his only friend. <sighs> Roy, what did you think when 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 Owen Wilson goes... You're you're an, uh, an an analyst, right? What's
1: your name? <laughs> Loki's the new Casey.
3: That's
1: <sighs> that's exactly what I thought because during that moment, also, um, you see Casey run across in hunter gear. You hear his voice, and he's selling telling saying, "We're on our way to the armory," and him and a squad of guys run by. So I didn't realize that was him. Now
3: yeah
0: that's so crazy hey jeff thanks for joining us uh thanks for listening to all of our episodes too glad you could make it to your first live feed um hopefully you've seen loki otherwise <laughs> if, you, if you haven't <laughs> we're spoiling some some shit. so a little bit um, not not bad Yeah, and again, thanks to everyone else in the chat, too. Jesse and all the other people that are there. There's some people there. They're just not talking, so that's okay. That's okay. Thanks for watching. Uh, Those of you listening in the podcast version, join us on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock Mountain Time for our live Marvel Canon Madness podcast. We were talking about Loki being in a different TVA. Roy, keep going
1: it is a different TVA because there's also a scene where Loki is running down the hall to find Mobius and all of the numbers are backwards. I don't know if you caught Interesting. that. Um, good reference for that is 3857. If you're, if you're going through the episode a second time and you want to check it out, that is the, the point mark. But if you look at it, 66, 67, both numbers are backwards.
0: Huh. I didn't notice that. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense because, again, they don't recognize him. And it's just one giant Kang statue. God, and what another slap in the face from Marvel. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, you remember when you were breaking down the statue earlier this season? And you were like, hey, that looks kind of a lot like Kang. Well,
1: boom, here's a real Kang for you. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... A funny thing also is we've kept trying to figure out what um, the lettering on floors mean. Sometimes you see them like DHF and MSL, stuff like that, in the library. Um, I was just thinking about it. The floor with the MSL, that's the main storyline floor. Yeah. Probably not, but... If if you put words it should to it, be. main storyline floor. I mean, you know? it should be. And then, uh-huh.
3: that's uh, and that's then really uh,
1: the DHF is dude. He fucked up floor. That and that's the floor that Loki's currently on too. Actually, which makes it funnier. Oh my but that's that's me just going off on a tangent. That's <laughs> funny. Know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, another and you know. Another big, uh, big slap in the face for Marvel this episode was the after credits scene.
1: Yeah. Same with uh, last episode. Yeah. You just didn't have one. And they're notorious for having them.
0: Nah, but not in the series, though. They didn't do it for WandaVision until the very last two episodes, I think. It might not have even have been. No, it was the last two. But. With Captain Falcon and the winter Soldier, I don't think they did it either until the last one
3: mm-hmm. last two this
0: one okay this one uh they just had the after credit scene here where it was just showing a stamp on Loki's like inmate file that said, "Loki will return for season two, and that was it, yeah, and they're like, here's your after credit scene, dicks." <laughs>
1: Um, So while I was reading stuff up on Kang earlier, uh, something stuck out to me when Loki was talking to Mobius in that final scene before he realizes that Mobius doesn't remember him. Mobius says, that's what, 63 new branches in this unit alone? Uh, I just noticed that um, Kang the Conqueror made his first appearance in 1963.
3: Mm. Right. Mm,
1: it's a good so, Easter egg,
0: yeah. Nice, good pull, good pull. Roy right with the Easter eggs, love it. That's great. Um, oh, any yeah. any other notes then?
1: No, no, nothing else. I I, no, I don't really have any. I'm looking, okay. and I don't see so you're it. You're
0: good. I I think we're. I think we should. We could move on to uh to our our segment casey's cart it's kind of a hodgepodge of two different segments but we call it casey's cart because we find a different a lot of different things in casey's cart first one we're going to start with is That's right, it's The Shot of the Show, and if you recognize that music and video, it is because it is from the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch podcast. We go live every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Come join us while we watch Cowboy Bebop um, this season. And uh, check out our last season where we watched all of Firefly. (laughs) I had never seen Firefly before, and it was a really fun run of that. So um, we are going to start with Shot of the Show which i believe let's bring up chip's shot of the show first which is at minute marker minute two two minutes and 42 seconds into the episode sorry i'm just getting it all prepared here this happens all the time (sighs) ah All right, here we are. Okay, so two minutes and forty-two seconds into the episode. Yep, pretty, uh,
2: pretty gorgeous shot there. Just like the whole cosmos behind with the uh, timeline, and then you know the citadel. It's a really cool shot. It just looks pretty awesome. A,
1: a perfect I timeline.
0: Really th- I really think it's a it's a painting. Like it's a. It's a backdrop board, you know, like back in the day when they were filming and they would have they would paint a backdrop. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of looks watching the show, and I watched it twice. I it just it it's beautiful, yes, but it just looks like it was painted, you know, which I guess it it could could be, but that is a wonderful shot. And as Roy was saying, the top of the lighthouse looks a lot like the. Uh, pruning sticks that they use. Man, and it does, ring, yeah. And all the colors. Oh, a what stick?
1: Pretty sh- a prune stick. You- oh, I thought you would have called it a murder stick. <laughs> no, <laughs> because pruning not stick. a thing.
0: No, pruning is a thing. But you Kang get, did not prune <laughs> people because he didn't know about the void yet. He murdered people he to get them. to
1: where he was. He he created the term pruning. You know we did after he murdered tons of people. (laughs) It was his way of saying he murdered people. I pruned them. He's not going to just tell people I murdered them. Nope, we pruned them. Dude, what the f ever, Roy? (laughs) Allergies, meds meds got me all loopy. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you're up next for your shot of the show. Thank you, Chip, for that one. That was awesome. I love it. We go basically from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode where Roy's shot at 3705. Tell us about this shot. Here. So
1: this is how you know you have a good co-host is when your, your pictures align so well with chips, perfect timeline with no splinters. And then by the end, absolute chaos and you have all the diverging branches. And all we've seen is 2D formats of the the lines in play. And now, at the end of the series, we have a fully branched timeline in the reel. And the way they graphically designed it is just gorgeous. I mean, it looks like lightning striking out. And it looks like the inside of one of them lightning globes. Yes. You put your hands on, you know, and off of this, it, it's hard to tell if those are actual, like if each branch is branching off in millions of ways, because I mean, if you look at it, some of these already have two or three points coming off of them. Yeah. So to me, it's this- interesting cause it's,
0: it's like, it's, it kind of looks like the tubes that the Avengers rode
1: in Endgame, you know, to yeah. go back in time. Exactly. So, that to me, that was just beautiful. I had to share this. And once again, uh... that's how you know you have a good co host is when your pictures are like <laughs> so similar. Now, Josh is going to completely ruin this theme by going to something different, I bet. Actually,.
0: Um you are wrong on that front. Mine comes at minute marker 36 56 about 10 seconds before Roy's <laughs> shot. <laughs> is
1: is the first
0: split. Yes, this right here, I feel like at the very top of the screen, you could say um end prelude of uh phase 4 because th- you know because this would be the, the, the prelude to what everything that's about to come. And like this shot right here would be showing you that split timeline from a window where I, I can't remember the, the name of the symbol that's on the windows, but it's it's obviously for the flow of time is what it represents. And so seeing the cracked flow of time within a window that's supposed to be representing a perfect flow of time. Mm. Um, it's it's you know it's the perfect introduction to the next ten movies of, of Marvel and, and TV shows and stuff. So, and the, that's exactly what what Jesse says. This is the the exact moment where Phase Four starts. This whole season of Loki was the prelude of Phase Four, and I think this is the the moment where it where it begins. Um, I wish that I, I tried to get a shot and it's about three or four seconds before this. I wanted to get a shot um, of, you know, Sylvie standing there over uh, HW's dead body with the window in the background, but you just couldn't see the timeline well enough. You couldn't see the split well enough. And it just, I felt like this represented that beginning way, way better than the other shot did. So, um, that is it for our shots of the show. Did you guys have any uh, any lines of the show?
2: Mm, no other ones. I mentioned uh, I mentioned my one earlier. The uh, the exchange like, why aren't we seeing this the same way? And because uh, you don't know how to trust, and I can't be trusted.
0: Okay, yeah, that, I like that line a lot for sure.
1: Roy, what what's your line of the show? So mine is uh, very. It's basically what I said earlier: is "grow up, Sylvie, murderer, hypocrite." We're all villains here. <laughs> that adding I like the that "we're right. all villains here" part really made that quote for me because literally lady loki is a villain in the comics loki is a villain in the comics kang is a villain so it was spot on
0: they, they are all villains for sure
1: and the way he said it you know the the koi we're all villains here you know it was just yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: the way he delivered a lot i of see you marvel fans i liked the uh, uh the way that he sang in perfect harmony with the background music
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's as if Jonathan Majors was like, "Hey, yo, uh, can you play the background music while we film this scene, just so I can make sure that I'm in in pitch." It's like Jim Carrey used to do this for his his movies. He would he would make them play the song that they were thinking about playing there, because then he would like sing along to it while he's filming or hum along <laughs> to it. Like watch watch some of his old movies, Dumb and Dumber or Me, Myself and Irene. Um, ace ventura does it as well um he'll be a cable guy is really good about it but he'll be humming along the tune that's playing in the background that they had chosen Mm -hmm. you know as as part of their soundtrack and like or or he just did it and they decided to put the song in there because they were like this is too great but either way my line of the show is at the very end and it is the conversation between B-52, oh, that's the last time I get to call her that for a little while, and Mobius when they're standing in front of the cracked timeline, the, the 2D timeline at the TVA. Um, and And to confirm this as well, I believe that this part with this Mobius and this B-15, I think these two are the variants that we know. I think these two are in our timeline, and they say... No turning back now who said anything about turning back for all time always and I think that's the last time that we see our favorite characters of Mobius and B15 um, you know before next season because the next time we see those characters uh, Loki is running in and they don't recognize him and that's kind of just showing the split in the timeline you know it's it's showing that those were the characters that we knew and love. And then the timeline split right there and two new uh, variants walked away from it and did not recognize the Loki. So
2: I'm going to have to go back and pay attention to her badge. Like, is she the same number in that very, very last? Ooh, scene?
0: That's a, that's a good call. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I could look at it really quick. Hang on. Let me, uh... I didn't pay attention on either what? of my watch I You know, I didn't either. I wasn't... Apparently, Roy... Where were you, Roy? Dropping the ball over here. You saw the numbers on everything else.
2: It just now occurred to me.
0: <laughs> um. Well, while I am looking this up, we're going to move on to our next and final segment of Loki Season 1, Episode 6, the season finale. And that segment is... Oh,
1: wow wow
3: wow 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 <laughs> wow yeah wow wow wow
1: wow this is a nice boat
0: that's right it is time for this week's wow factor this is the part of the show where we rate the episode according to how much we liked it and we're gonna let's let's rate it uh out of 10 Nexus events uh, let's do let's let's do 10 Nexus dicks again. <laughs> Nexus Boners. Nexus Boners, that's what it was. <laughs> so let's start jokes. with you, Roy.
1: Oh um so the episode to me was kind of a slow burn like it's I was hyped up at the beginning. And just the, I don't know how to explain it other than it felt really slowly paced for being a finale. Um, So that kind of hurt it for me. I'm going to give it an eight Nexus chodes, but you know, it's, it, it was good. It was, it was a good episode. It hit on all the points that I would like lore wise, and once again, the music was on point, the acting was on point, but the pace at which they set it hurt it for me. It There were points that I was distracted during the episode because of how slowly or moments of quiet, you know, there wasn't something going on and it lasted two seconds, three seconds at a time. Okay. You're wrong,
0: but that's fine. Chip <laughs> fuck this. I'm out. I quit.
1: <laughs> he removed himself no, from
2: the equation this time.
1: I totally no, you... threw my
0: pen too. Self pruned. You are right though. This was a very slow episode. It had it had so much story in it. That I, I could I could see I could, I could see getting distracted or just not really caring as much in some points. Cause you're like, Oh my God, uh, shut up, Jonathan. Yeah. Right, I get that for sure. Chip, what are you, what are you rating this episode?
2: I feel like, I feel like I agree with Roy. Um, I'm going to give it, a, I'm going to give it an 8.5 though. Um, I feel like it was, it was a pretty solid episode, but it was not a great finale. Um, this felt way more like and you kind of touched on it. This felt way more like a prologue for phase four than it did a finale for the first Pre-moved. season. Of Loki.
0: That's a music term. I'm an idiot. So
2: <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, that kind of hurt its ranking in my mind. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, it could have been better if it was focused more on the resolution of the storyline we've been watching and less on opening up their future endeavors.
0: Okay. Well, you're both wrong, but that's, that's cool. You have to each their own. <laughs> no, um, I am, I'm full. I'm going hard on this one. I'm rating it 10 Nexus boners. I loved this episode. I loved I loved how slow it was I loved all the story they gave I loved the one fight scene we got Um, You know It was one But to each their own again
1: (laughs) Uh, A kick was thrown It counts
3: Okay well anyway
0: I seriously like 10 I can't can't even give this episode enough Nexus boners because I mean look if this If this is the prologue then Imagine season 2 being the epilogue Of this phase you know what I mean Um, and and we do get the ending of this like this is it was a great season finale because it's a season finale it's not a series finale this is yes it's ending the season of Loki but it's also opening up the rest of Marvel to continue telling the story of what Loki left open so it's I understand wanting to get that resolution for sylvie and stuff like that but i mean shit that we're gonna get that in season two easily and that i mean that i don't i don't see them going any more than two seasons just because we we want to get the resolution of what happened here but we want to get that after we see the rest of the mcu be completely destroyed like i'm i'm so excited for everything that's about to happen like Dude, this was the most brilliant way they could bring in every character we ever wanted. X-Men, Fantastic Four, you know, old cheesy Spider-Men, like anyone, any character that they want to bring in, they can do it now. And I love it. And you guys might think that Jesse and I are wrong, but for the first time since probably The Mandalorian Season 2, we are in agreement on something. (laughs) So... It's, I don't know, man. Still, it was a uh, you know, 26.5 20, out of thirty is not a bad rating for nope. this episode. Um, I don't
2: think any of the episodes went below a twenty five for us.
0: I don't think they did either. Where we we've been doing we we need to review a show that that's not the best, you know,
1: like like we in should humans. A, in humans in humans or like. <laughs>
2: i feel like what if is i feel like people are gonna have mixed feelings on what if i'm also really curious about how what if is going to be handled like are we watching it's 10 episodes right so i'm like i think 10 so i'm like not sure if we're watching 10 self-contained episodes and each one is isolated from the others um But I've also been hearing the term multiversal Avengers or like Avengers of the multiverse. I keep hearing this term like kicked around in various places. And so I'm kind of wondering if uh, what if is actually going to be a like overarching storyline between all the episodes. And at the end of it, they like form a multiversal Avengers team, which they can then bring over to live action using, you know, combination of new characters slash actors and established ones. Uh, right. So I'm kind of wondering how, what if it's going to be handled, if it's going to be isolated stories or if it's going to be a drawn out plot.
0: I'm excited to see it for sure. And I'm sure we'll cover that. I don't know if we'll cover that as much as we did Loki. i um, like like, I don't think that'll be an every week show st- like whatever um Probably but not. this being the season finale of loki um normally marvel of madness is an every other week podcast but you know because chip and roy are so generous and able to do this um, which i thank you guys so much for we did the con- the six episodes consecutively every week um just to review them so that being said, we are going to take a break next week. You never know. We might take a two-week break just to you know, recharge a little bit, maybe get some more ideas for moving on with Marvel canon. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things to talk about with Marvel, and there will always be a lot of things to talk about. But in the interim between shows and movies, we want to make sure that we give you guys some, some, some good content still. So um, that being said, we are going to be off next week. Maybe two weeks, but hit us up, twistmodernpodcast at gmail.com. Um, go to our website, www.twistmodernpodcast.com, and you can send us an email if there's something you want us to cover, if there's a movie you want us to watch, if there's like a series you want us to review or something like that. Give us some ideas, and, and we can we can throw them in there and uh, and give you some shout outs and stuff like that. Um, this week, we do not have any trailers either Um, this is this is kind of a a bit of a a season kind of a season finale for MCM as well not really but kinda Um, we are gonna just kinda say goodbye the old-fashioned way Um, but I do want to thank everyone again for joining us in the live chat Jesse Jeff um, and whoever else was in there um, but didn't comment thank you for being here and watching us Um, and anyone else that wants to join us Always be on the lookout Wednesdays, eight o'clock mountain time. Um, you can find us talking all about Marvel and, uh, Marvel Canon. Um, but yeah, thanks again for watching. My name is Josh and I'm Chip. I'm Roy. (laughs) We're MCM. We will talk at you very soon.
2: Later. You marvelous monsters. Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. Marvel Canon Madness is a twist my arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.